pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. John Bozica, 1480 WHBC. Going to go back to the phone line here and bring in our third guest of the morning, and that is Nina Turner, who is running for Congress, running for the uh, seat once held by Marsha Fudge in the 11th Congressional District here in the state of Ohio. Nina, how are you this morning? Hi, John. I'm fine. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining the program this morning, and uh, thanks for giving my listeners a chance to, to, I guess, kind of get to know who you are as you are going to potentially be a U.S. representative and uh, one of the 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 few that gets to represent here in the state of Ohio. Um, I, I guess I'll start by asking out who Nina Turner is, and uh, we'll we'll let the listeners get to know you a little bit. Well, thanks for having me. And you know, I am a a daughter of this great state, a daughter of the city of Cleveland where I was born and raised. Uh, certainly, a daughter of the district that uh, comprises uh, geographically portions of Greater Cleveland and also Greater Akron. I come from a working poor, you know, family that that worked at grit uh, that uh, Northeast Ohioans are known for. I'm a wife, a mother, a recent grandmother too. Just had the birth of a granddaughter. Congratulations, Tuesday, John. So I'm I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm just I'm really somebody that is. Uh, I, I truly care about this community and this state and this nation. I don't think you can only care about one of those things. You have to care about all because they're all connected. Some people call me a freedom fighter, an activist. I've been elected to many positions. I've been a college professor. I'm just a multifaceted, uh, hell-raven humanitarian that wants to see the material conditions of people's lives change, and I do believe in the power of government to, to be a very motivating factor in doing that, and so I'm running for this office uh, on an opportunity agenda. You know, I know a lot of people probably look at your history and they, they see that you obviously served in the Ohio State Senate. You were a Cleveland City Councilor. Um, you ran for Secretary of State in 2014, but you also um, supported Bernie Sanders and you were a, a national co-chair of the uh, Sanders 2020 campaign. Take me through that and uh, take me through maybe the feelings of people saying, well, maybe she's a little bit too left-leaning for me. Take me through what you would say to those people. Oh, no, John, not left-leaning at all. Why? I am right where the American people are. You know, when we take the labels off and you have conversations with people, and I have certainly been blessed over the span of my career, as you just laid out, to work very deeply on the local level and also very deeply on the national level, especially over the last, you know, six, almost seven years. And when I've talked to people in this district, in the state, and across the country, they care deeply about having opportunities uh, not to have to work, you know, three or four jobs just to make ends meet. They care very much that they have health care. And we know, for example, in Ohio, one million people have lost their employer-sponsored health care since the pandemic. And if we look at it from an even more global standpoint, it is almost 100 million people in this country who are either uninsured or underinsured. And guess what? We can do something about it. We talk about food insecurity and needing paid family medical leave, you name it. 
Those are the things that animate the lives of people canceling student debt. And what I would also say is that even the Biden administration, you know, and President Biden is uh, here in uh, the great in, in Cleveland, as a matter of fact. Um, we know that um, those even even the issues that are animating the Biden administration come from the soil, the ground that has been that, that has the ground that has been tilt, uh, tilted or cultivated, rather is a better word, by the progressive movement. So it really is about standing up and pushing for those issues that will change the material conditions of people's lives. And people don't call that left. They call that doing the right thing and making sure that I can live a good life from where I'm from. Absolutely. No, and, and, and I know that that is um, obviously a movement that's taking place. It's something that is out there. And uh, many of my friends um, are are in strong support of it that I know, and and we have conversations about it all the time. And um, I, I guess the question I would ask you then, uh, Nina Turner, who is my guest this morning, running for the U.S. congressional seat here in Ohio, is how do you make that then a tasteful thing? I guess for all that all can understand and all can kind of get behind, especially as you said, there is the label that's always put on it. So how do you eliminate yeah. those labels? I mean, you know, just getting down to the heart of the matter, and, and I'm running you know, not just an opportunity agenda, John, and this is really important because you got to speak people's love language. I have the courage to ask for more. What does that mean? You know, when I talk to families who've lost their health care, really never had very good health good care in the beginning, you know, people talk a lot about this pandemic, and it is animating almost everything that's happening in the world as well. It should be because we're facing something that we have not faced as a world in, in a, in a uh, hundred years. There's a however to that. The suffering among the poor, the working poor, and the barely middle class was just that even before the pandemic. What the pandemic has done, it has unveiled the fissures in a system, whether it's social, political, racial, environmental, economic, you name it. So many workaday people of this nation have not been doing well. You know, wealth is concentrated at the top, ultra, ultra wealthy people concentrated at the top. But meanwhile, in the, among the working poor and the poor and the barely middle class, they're losing ground. We need to increase the minimum wage. Why? You ask why? I'm glad you asked. It is so that people can make a living wage. And if we had just that one example, I want to rest there for a minute. Had we as a nation uh, uh, increased the minimum wage, it would be closer to $25 than it is the $15 an hour. Unions are losing ground in this country, right? We have lots of employers, unfortunately, big corporations. Amazon is one of them, to name a few, that don't want to see people unionize in this country so that workers can have collective bargaining rights at the table, across the table, with the people that they work for. There's nothing wrong with those things, clean water, clean air, clean food. And so when we talk about just the issues themselves and ask people about what their hopes and dreams and fears are, those kind of conversations open up bridges of understanding. And that really is uh, what the political dynamic should be. And that is why I am running, John, to make sure that not only we open up those pathways, but that I continue to be the coalition builder that I am, whether formally in elected office or on my grassroots activist side, I am running to help to change the material conditions of people's everyday lives. My my wife oftentimes tells me um you know, that, that it comes down to not making people fight for those basic, I guess you could say, material needs like water, food, yes. you know, those type of things. And I know that that is such a, a long and hard fight that we seem to always be in. And, and I guess I would ask, you know, if you're going to go into Washington, you're going to fight people that are going to go against that. How do you make someone who maybe doesn't see that the same way? How do you make them better understand that so that, it is a more simplistic goal for everyone. 
Yeah, they're telling the stories. I mean, we got the sense people. You know, people often keep asking how politicians feel or how you going to work with this politician or the next, or is this person doing a good job or not doing a good job? All of those things are secondary to what are the policy positions being pushed, proposed, pushed, and coming to, to fruition based on the needs of the people. We have to start to center the needs of the people of this nation instead of centering politicians. And that's myself included. That's it. And so the, the people in West Virginia have some of the same needs as the people in Ohio. The people in Illinois have some of the same needs as people in California. Yeah. And I say that not as a spectator, but as somebody that has visited those states and had these kinds of conversations with people. And so now there seems to be a disconnect by some elected officials and what the pain points are for the people that they actually serve. So, you know, Stephen Covey, I guess another way I can answer it, Stephen Covey, a great leadership guru, once said, seek first to understand and then to be understood. I will employ that as one way to try to, to bridge the divide between some of the people who are in that Congress right now who don't seem to have a clue because they are disconnected from the lived experiences. I'm not disconnected. I ain't that far removed from being poor or among the working poor, the barely middle class. That muscle memory is intact, John, and that is why I have the courage to ask for more. That is why I'm running on the opportunity agenda. That is why I want to center the needs of the dispossessed, the despised, the marginalized, people who are suffering from all walks of life. And if we can come together as elected people to do just that, we will definitely be on a very good trajectory towards uh, having justice for all. It's the voice of Nina Turner, who is my guest this morning. She is running for U.S. Congress and running for that 11th congressional district once held by Marsha Fudge here in Ohio, as Marsha is now part of the uh, Biden presidential team, so on and so forth with housing and urban development. Nina, um, getting into the, the last thought of what you said there, those lived experiences going through things that you have seen, that you've been a part of, that you've done, I, I oftentimes, whenever I have discussions about people, I feel like the biggest holdup is people who haven't lived through things can't possibly understand them. And, and I, I always wonder how we can make that easier for people. And I guess as someone who is trying to put themselves in a position of power like that, how do you plan to make that easier, not just for the people that are in Washington, but also for maybe your constituents one day who might not understand what you're preaching? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, by holding, having the conversations with people. So you're absolutely right. It's not just about the people who've been elected to hold the people's power. And I say that very deliberately because sometimes elected officials can start to think this is all about them. No, it's about the people who elected you. And anybody that has served or is serving holds the people's power for, for a period of time. It won't be forever, but we can't lose sight of it that it's the people's power. But it is having those community conversations. It is organized. It's many of the, of the actually the attributes that I learned, you know, being the oldest of seven children. Let me just say that. I've had to <laughs> pull folks together, my siblings together, you know, in that, in that realm, just really personally. But just expanding from that is really what I did, what I learned from being a Cleveland City council person. When you have those community meetings, I have these um, 
I used to hold these sessions. One was called Talks with Turner, and the other one was Walks with Turner. So when I was a Scream City Councilwoman, I would organize with elders in my community who were really concerned about safety, and they wanted to make sure that they did these regular walks through the community. And so I expanded, taking a model from them, and I expanded that and called it uh, Walks with Turner, what I would organize, walking uh, various neighborhoods within the Ward 1 community in Cleveland with uh, different people and allow them the or give them the space. I don't have to allow them, but give them the space to tell me about the things that they were most concerned about. And then when I went to the Ohio Senate, I expanded that because the Senate district was so much bigger, 360,000 people are, had the opportunity to represent. And I made that uh, talks with Turner. And so I would show up at different community centers, you know, be at a library or a real community center or just, you know, p- public spaces that I could uh, organize around and let people know when I was going to be there. And so then, you know, I'm where they are and it made it easier for them to come to me. Yeah, they could call my Senate office, but it's so much better for me to be closer to where they are and make might make myself very accessible. So just expanding that basic model to the congressional level and go to various communities and let's have these conversations about the issues that that animate our lives, be they good, bad, or ugly, and how we can come together to seek understanding for all people from all walks of life, John. Nothing beats um, that human interaction and trying to get understanding one to another. We may not always agree, but at least people can walk out of a, of a meeting or conversation and saying, you know what, I understand a little better, even if they don't agree. Stina Turner running for U.S. Congress, uh, running for that 11th congressional district here in Ohio. Nina, I appreciate the time so much this morning, and I look forward to having you on again in the future and uh, talking more about your plans, not just for Ohio, but also your plans for the nation as you continue to move forward. Thank you, John. It was such a pleasure to be with you this morning. I want to invite people to go to my website, ninaturner.com, to find out more information. I appreciate you very much. Nina, have a good one. You too.